laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I... I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have s such doubts. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody. Episode twenty of Movie Time with Anjanari, uh, Midsummer review today that Ariana will be leading, um, and we welcome back our first recurring guest, our sister Allie. Uh, she begged to be a part of this. Uh, we had her on episode ten for the the reader review, uh, which was super fun. Um, so we're doing Midsummer. This one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be interesting. Um, but but let's get into uh, what we've what we've watched this week. Um, Allie, we'll let you go first. Wow, who me? Yeah, it's a pleasure. Backed by popular demand. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. There are I watched... twenty followers. <laughs> also backed by popular demand it's from a... yourself. <laughs> and Shan probably Shannon, our one yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah, she's our number one fan. All right, we gotta yeah. please the people. Um, let's see. I wa I've been watching the third day. I'm not caught up yet. I didn't finish it like Ariana did, but I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Um, I love the way it's filmed. And right now, I'm in the the second portion, like the the fourth episode I just watched. So I'm eager to see how it ends. Um, and then I kind of been mulling around on Disney Plus, been going back to some classics. I watched Toy Story, Always Holds Up, A Bug's Life, and Finding Nemo. Um, mm. yeah. oh, I, didn't, I didn't see they added Finding Nemo in there, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge... I like Finding Nemo. I I, mm -hmm. I like... Toy Story's fine. I just... I mean, Tom Hanks, but like I, I'm not a big Tim Allen there. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I'm not a huge Toy Story guy. I haven't even seen the third one. Yeah. Um, but I like. I remember liking Bug, Bugs Life. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch that much this week. Uh, Game of Thrones. I'm still. I'm like midway through season three. Uh, I watched 30 minutes of the movie Gladiator in a hotel room. Um, like half, kind of like started at like 40 minutes in, and I watched like 30 minutes. Joaquin Phoenix is in that. Russell Crowe. I don't know who the the main woman is in that. Um, I mean, it's a good movie. Are you not entertained? That's what you know, the famous line. I've never um, seen it. No one, yeah, no one cares about Gladiator. Never, it's good. Also, you, you had to mention it that you watched thirty minutes of a movie. 40 I didn't get to watch. In. I didn't get to watch that much, so I had to put something in there. Uh, and then maybe you could just say nothing. <laughs> yeah, I could, but that's lame. I, uh, and then Mandalorian Ooh. season two, episode two, mm. uh, came out on Friday, but I haven't gotten to watch it yet. But I do. I'm going to watch that. Um, Ariana, I guess we'll let you. Uh, cap it off here yeah i'm only the co-host um <laughs> the only thing i watched this week was the queen's gambit which is on netflix i watched it in one day last sunday it's seven episodes long oh, it's okay. good it's, it's, it's very wait how many minutes an episode an hour oh yikes who doesn't just watch <laughs> binge watch what's it about uh, you finished breaking bad in like yeah i know like seven I, I, I finished in like two weeks it's about a girl who's a chess prodigy and she mm. struggles with addiction and she's women, an orphan women in stem 
Um, women in sports. <laughs> women in STEM and sports. Uh, it was really good. I heard someone give a critique of it that was saying basically it's watchable, but it is lacking something. And I kind of agree, but at the same time, it is really engrossing. It's not like hard to get into it all. So if you want to watch it, it's definitely good. But I would say it's not something that like sticks out as something. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, I guess. Do they speak the Queen's English in that? Or are they no, it was in the uh it was in the fifties in America. Oh, okay. Cause that the main the main woman in it or actress is the girl from Emma. She's British, right? I think she's yeah, British American. I thought she she's was. Okay. really good though. Um, all right. I think that uh that finishes up the what have we watched segment for this week. Uh we'll get into the movie news. Breaking today, unfortunately, Alex Trebek, uh, rest in peace. He passed uh, today at the age of 80 after a long um, fight with pancreatic cancer. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously a legend, a staple, an icon. Maybe later I'll give you my true thoughts on him, but he is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say exactly uh, RIP. Everyone is lamenting the loss. RIP. The genre. The genre. That's what he always says for genre. The genre. Um, uh, Colin Firth will fight against zombies in horror comedy New York Will Eat You Alive. Uh, the original web comic tells the story of a town where the water supply gets poisoned by an ancient coffin, turning all who drink it into zombies. It follows a young man named Bai Zaufei. Uh, that was fantastic pronunciation by me. Uh, who loves video games and will have to face his fears and overwhelming hardships as he tries to fight the undead while trying to find the source of the mutation and also a girlfriend. Uh, Colin Firth in a, in a horror commie movie. That's really I, I can't. He's so British that I can't imagine him like apparently he's good in the Kingsman uh, like it's an action movie. and Apparently he's good in that and people wanted to see him in more action movies. But I just can't imagine him being more high energy like high energy enough for like a zombie movie. I don't think this is a no. This is a hard no for me. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I don't Colin think British Firth, people though. should fight zombies, frankly. <laughs> They're too posh. Yeah. Ellie? Yeah, I. it just seems like an odd fit, although I don't think I've seen Colin Firth in King's Speech. Yeah, King's Speech. Yeah, baby. Mama yeah, Mia? I feel like I haven't, I, I haven't <laughs> seen him in that many films to be honest so i don't have too much what a girl wants? does seem like an odd Ooh. he plays a good dad he plays a good dad figure king speech that, what no. a girl wants i mean bridget jones diary i haven't seen but fucking renee zoa <laughs> does he have the range to fight zombies no apparently like i said i haven't seen kingsman so i guess i have to like but kingsman is even still different like that's a british action movie this yeah, is just yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's a not okay. And does he play British or does he play like a New Yorker? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen. Right, my I've opinion changes him. if he does a New York accent. I don't think I've ever seen him put on a <laughs> non-British accent before in a movie. Um, so that would be interesting. Uh, Malaysia sends art house horror film Soul to the Oscars set in an indeterminate period. in the film tells the story of the arrival of a small girl who brings ominous predictions and strange incidents to a poor family living in a forest via variety i mean ariana you put this in here what do you want to say yeah i just added it in there because i wanted to shout out just foreign films and also because it's so hard to find actual like good award-winning horror films so i thought that was interesting so i'm gonna see if i can find it anywhere to watch but i just wanted to shout it out in case anyone wanted to follow this and watch a foreign horror film la do you have any thoughts on this i am intrigued okay i don't <laughs> i'm open to thoughts. watching it you don't like horror movies. We'll see. 
Those, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Zach Efron will start an upcoming Australian thriller, Gold. The film will follow two strangers traveling through a desert who stumble across the biggest gold nugget ever found. They hatch a plan to protect and excavate their bounty with one man leaving to secure the necessary equipment. The other man remains and must endure harsh desert elements, ravenous wild dogs, and mysterious intruders whilst battling the sinking suspicion that he has been abandoned to his own fate via deadline. Um... I think Zach Efron is riding the high wave. Like people think he's a good actor now. Um, I still think he, I think he's a fraud. I don't think he's a good actor. Uh, and this does this movie sounds shitty. I wouldn't say he's a fraud. I think that he's his personality is a fraud, and he's going for the wrong movies. I mean, he's hot. We'll what was that movie he was in? Um, Ted Bundy. No, before that, was it a musical type oh, movie? Oh, uh, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, did you see? I that? saw it. I yeah, I liked it. him in that. Like was him that good? That? Okay. It's like good enough for a musical. You fucking guess. Jackman, baby. <laughs> most yeah, most talented man in Hollywood. Uh, for some reason, this gives me um, was it twenty seven hours? Or was it with um, oh, 127 hours. Yeah, with yeah, James, James Franco. Franco. For, some that, for some reason, reason, it makes me think of that one movie with the thriller where it's like the couple on vacation, something with teeth. Do you know what I'm talking about? With Zach, the guy from Daddy Daycare. Or Zahn. What's his last name? Oh, Steve Zahn. Oh, Steven yeah, Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Uh, on oh, the Sahara? No. Um, no. Oh, that's a good movie, about. though. It's a thriller you're talking yeah, about, Yeah, it's right? like a thriller horror. Yeah, I know you're mm-hmm. talking about. I can't think mm-hmm. of the name, though. But Steve yeah, Zahn, this movie's going to be bad, island. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely bad. Is he, he going to put on an Australian accent? I think they're probably just trying to film places that aren't going to have like a seventh wave of COVID. So maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tenet will be available to stream in December. Yes, we will watch it. Uh, we're gonna, even though it has middling reviews, yeah, of course, though, it's Christopher Nolan. I guess we'll be, I guess I'll be forced to watch it and review it. You don't want to watch it now. <laughs> I'm curious about Robert Pattinson, but so and I want to see if younger Washington can act because yeah, if he's, he's bad in this, then I say yeah, no. Oh, yeah. After Black Klansman, <laughs> like he wasn't terrible in Black Klansman, but people were like, you know, he's no Denzel ass and like, oh, yeah, he's so good. But like it was very bland. It was very bland. You didn't see Black Klansman, did you, Ellie? No, not yet. Was, I mean, it was a good movie. It's an awesome. True story. Um, But he just like him personally in that was like, OK, it's just very, very OK. Uh, but I'm I mean, I just still I still want to watch it, even though it's going to be super confusing and like maybe average it's still you know like interstellar for me wasn't like fantastic but i still enjoyed watching it because it's so just fucking complex um noah bombach and greta gerwig reunite for untitled netflix movie um what's on netflix is reporting that an untitled netflix uh film directed by noah bombach is set to begin filming and could possibly be ready by the end of 2021 we also know that adam driver and greta gerwig are currently attached to play the two lead roles in the film which still has no plot details uh this is via world of real i mean that's a dynamic duo you got adam driver in there too so i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited wait are they date or are they dating now or are they married Noah now bombach is i think either i know partnered with greta gerwig i don't know if they're married though okay so but she's also an actress yeah, she's an actress, but she also write, like writes a lot. What of else does she so. write? What else has she been in? That Francine Francis movie? Ha. Oh, Francis Ha. Um, I don't. I couldn't even recognize her if you put a picture in front of my face of her. Okay, she's Got basically just your. I'm not standard that an insult. I just don't. Thirty I year old, pretty attractive white woman, sort of quirky. 
Mm, quirky. Allie, are uh, you interested? Allie, did you see Marriage Story? No, I want to see Marriage Story. Marriage Story, I, I like Adam Driver a lot. I remember following him when he was in Girls. That's when I first, yeah. that was like that early was like on his, his career. Yeah. Um, so I'm intrigued to learn more. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Ayana hasn't seen Marriage Story because she refuses to watch. <laughs> I can't uh, watch Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson in certain movies. Even things. though you watched Lost in Translation, like, but I said in certain ago. movies, I've already seen the trailers with their stupid short haircut and I don't <laughs> want to watch it. Yeah, I don't love her short haircut in that either, but it's good. Um, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, we just talked about him the other day. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Rooney Mara, <laughs> Joe Alwyn, Alwyn, uh, Kate Blanchett, and Ralph. Rafe Fines are reportedly in talks to join the cast of Luca Guaraginos. Uh, <laughs> you Bri- can't say his name. <laughs> Bride Shed Revisited adaptation mm-hmm. for HBO. Uh, the miniseries is eyeing to begin filming in spring 2021. Daily Mail, reputable news source, reported that HBO and a stellar cast, including Rafe Fines, Kate Blanchett, and Andrew Garfield, have signed up for the role or for the, uh, the series. Uh, the original series is an adaptation of the novel Brideshed Revisited, uh, 1945, uh, by Evelyn Waugh. Whoa. Uh, it follows, <laughs> I don't know. It follows uh, from the 1920s to the early 1940s, the life and romances of the protagonist, Charles Ryder, including his friendship with the Flights, a family of wealthy English Catholics who live in a palatial mansion uh, called Brideshead Castle. This sounds like the most British show of all time. I'm well, excited for it. I mean, so. I'm going to watch it, but it just I'm sounds very British. It. First of all, I think it's Bride's Head. I don't think it's Bride Shed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bride Shed? Bride Shed. Sorry. I, I, yeah, it's, it is Bride's Head. I don't Are know you why. illiterate? Are you why Hagrid? is Bride's Head one word? I don't know, Angela. Maybe you but put it in the document wrong. It, okay, if it's spelled three different times, I don't think it's in the right. wrong. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's the um, correct spelling. It's like okay, that. bride's head, mm-hmm. but okay, bride's head, not bride shed. Ariana, what do you think about this? Well, if I just looked at the plot, I'd be like, I don't know. Boring. Anything that's on HBO, I would say, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But the cast, you can't overlook that cast. I mean, we could overlook Andrew Garfield. <laughs> okay, you can look overlook Andrew Garfield, sure, but Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, yeah, Rafe. I mean, Fiennes. you just you just talked a bunch of shit about Andrew Garfield, and now look who's come back. I just said he, I could do without him, but maybe he can yeah, redeem fuck himself. Andrew Garfield. No, I mean, I don't care about him, but just Eduardo, he's Eduardo to us. Um, but Allie, I mean, I, you said you're excited for this. I am intrigued. And Luca, um, what's his face? Yeah, Luca Guadra, whatever. Guadagnino. He's he's like he's everywhere now. He's got te- he's isn't he busy writing ten sequels for Call Me by Your Name? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally. I can't like wait his. to I can't wait to review that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Like, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely it's HBO. But I actually I do say that about a lot of HBO series, and then I just don't watch them. Um, so like, I know they're going to be good. I just don't get into them, but, uh, that cast, I mean, I love Rafe Fiennes. So, and Kate Blanchett, uh, Rudy Mara. I don't really know anything about her. So Rudy Mara is great. Um, Johnny Depp forced to exit fantastic <laughs> beasts franchise. Um, <laughs> fantastic beasts three pushed back until 2022. Um, Johnny Depp 
is in like a bunch of legal battles for what domestic abuse, sexual assault, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So he got booted. I think Warner Brothers asked him to resign. I mean, like nobody's going to skip a beat with somebody replacing him as Grindelwald. Like nobody cares. I thought he was an odd Side choice in the first place. Um, I don't think people really are that care that much about Fantastic Beasts, honestly. So no, do do they? I don't they know. don't. Well, the second one was trash. We Didn't saw the second one theaters? together. Yeah, we're gay and we share our blood. That was like the end, right? Like <laughs> of the movie. Oh wait, isn't Ezra <laughs> Miller in that too? Who? Ezra Miller. Yes, he's Ugh. a weird looking dude. I don't know. I think he like, um, assaulted a fan. So he did. I saw like, that viral okay video. Like he yeah. like punched her in the mouth or something. It was insane. Um, yeah, uh, Allie, you didn't see the new ones, have you? The Fantastic Beasts. No, I'm not. I'm behind on that. Whole. <laughs> the first one's I mean, good. Uh, yeah, I don't feel super motivated to watch it. It's like 1920s New York, and it's fucking Eddie Redmayne, and he's so British and like quirky uh and maybe yeah and, and socially awkward and then he goes to like 1920s flappers new york uh, and apparently there's like a wizardry school in new york too but i think con farrell's in it too uh but yeah the first one's good second one was yeah it wasn't very good uh jude law there's a, a meme that goes around that they like show dumbledore in like the harry potter movies they show him in like 1920 i think in like the in the or like 1945 they showed the flashback in uh harry potter and the chamber of secrets when tom riddle's like walking through the school and dumbledore has a full-on beard and he looks like ancient and then like Jew law is playing dumbledore in the 1920s in the fan- in the fantastic beast movies and he's just like a, a like a 40 year old man it's like the that didn't make any sense but they're they're really course correcting with yeah they're like we need to have someone young and hot and he has to be gay because suddenly jk rowling's like he's gay <laughs> yeah. need to make him yeah. have a life they're like they're like yeah. really they're overcorrecting very far to the <laughs> to the right but i i uh i'm trying to think of who else i would want like somebody who might be a little bit older to play uh dumbledore oh you know maybe the guy who does uh Bar- bridges <laughs> <laughs> just a just a non-brit just jeff bridges trying to do a fucking british accent ariana's just a major jeff bridges stan <laughs> and he's too he's her. too old he's too no, old he's not have you seen his head of hair <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with his age he probably has fucking hair transplants no he's rich that's his real hair hot take um i think that's it for for movie news all right let's get into the midsummer review for this week uh ariana was requested to take the helm uh <laughs> she's the captain i'm the first mate for this uh we'll see if she can stay on track probably better than, than i can but ariana take it away mm, okay so Midsommar is a 2019 folk horror film written and directed by Ari Aster and starring Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, Wilhelm Bo- Blogren, <laughs> Elora Torchia, and Archie Mede- Medeque, and Will Poulter. It follows a group of friends who travel to Sweden for a festival that occurs once every 90 years, only to find themselves in the clutches of a pagan cult. A co-production between the United States and Sweden, the film was initially pitched to Aster as a straightforward slasher film set amongst Swedish cultists. Aster devised a screenplay using elements of the concept but made a deteriorating relationship the central conflict after he experienced a difficult breakup. 
The film was shot on location in Budapest in the summer of in autumn of 2018. And then I just put this in for Angelo that Nicolas Cage said that the film was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why anyone quoted him on that. Maybe wise he's a wicker words, man. Wise words. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Peele said that the film had the most atrociously disturbing imagery I've ever seen on film <laughs> and usurps the wicker man as the most iconic pagan movie. So that's just a little context on it. Most people probably know Ari Aster from Hereditary, which made a splash in the horror uh, genre world because it was quite a grotesque and horrific movie. Um, but some could say that it's a, a sort of a prequel to this in some ways in terms of the ways that both the films deal with grief as the central theme. Um, on a podcast I was listening to, they said that Midsommar was a more mature uh, way of dealing with grief, and I would have to agree with that. So that's a little context on it. Um, should I just get into the plot summary now? <laughs> oh, get the train reels off. Yeah, just get into the plot summary. Okay, so in our introduction, we have um, a mural that comes up, which in, in this film, there's a ton of artwork that's shown. And if you, although it's not shown um, long enough that you could really look at it, if you do end up looking at it at home, you can kind of see what's going to happen in the entire movie if you spend enough time on it. So we have this mural. There's like this joyous choral music. Um, and again, that kind of foreshadows what's going to happen. And then we start seeing various images of snow and the nature against a dark night. And we hear a phone line trilling and seeing it ringing in an empty house. And we see a couple sleeping in bed, or so we think if we haven't watched the movie yet. Um, just wanted to note like the image of winter and just how different that is obviously from the rest of the movie um they have it about 12 minutes in they show like the credits basically like a24 presents so i mean this kind of portion of the film is sort of like the prelude i would say do you guys agree with that uh yeah i mean yeah. i was just gonna say that the first shot like of the movie already tells me this movie's gonna be fucking gorgeous just like the way it looks um i knew that it was gonna be like like the cinematography was gonna be awesome um but yeah i mean it's definitely like the the prelude the phone ring it's just like panning over like the neighborhood and stuff like that and the the snowy trees um, yeah the artwork in this film is amazing like just even when we get further into it and they're staying in that one uh house mm. where they mm. sleep and all of the icons and just the things that they had to make for the set it's just incredible um so we're introduced to our first character, Danny, who's the protagonist of the film. She, re she receives a distressing email from her younger sister, Terry. Um, and so she calls her boyfriend, Christian, for comfort. And on the phone call, we can hear that Christian is very frustrated with Danny. And Christian tells Danny not to succumb to her sister's wishes. The sister is essentially kind of saying, like, goodbye in, like, a very ominous way. She's like, mom and dad are coming with me in the email. Um, and... You know, Danny retorts that her sister is bipolar and Christian is kind of just lecturing her for like succumbing to his sister's wishes. And ultimately, Danny just kind of shrinks herself and she just sort of agrees with Christian. She's like, you're right, you're right. I basically let her manipulate me. So you can kind of see that the relationship is already tense and they show Christian at a bar with his friends and they're all kind of rolling their eyes like, what's going on, man? Break up with her, man. <laughs> um, okay. First thing I'll say is uh, Florence Pugh's American accent, wonderful. Um, second thing I'll say is uh, the the thing that kind of confused me when I was watching um, the the movie was the passage of time. Like, all right, so 
they have this phone conversation, Danny and Christian about like, oh, hey, you know, you're you don't you know, it's basically it's your fault for letting your sister be bipolar and like have these mental issues, basically. And then, um, you know, he's at the bar with his friends and then she has a conversation with a friend like right after that like just a brief mm-hmm. conversation, like talking about the relationship saying like, you know, I feel like he's going to break up with me. I always get like men, you know, I always get my problems, you know, to like put them too far in the relationship, like something like that, where it like o- overcomes a relationship. To me, it almost sounded like they were at the very beginning of a relationship almost like where it was like, it was too, it was too new and fresh for something like that to happen. You know what I mean? Interesting. I actually had the, the opposite. I mean, interpretation of it is I just could see that. I mean, I think what they imply is that he's basically going to break up with her if not for this uh, happening. Well, yeah, I, I same. I had the same vibe, but like almost the opposite in terms of like length of relationship. Like I, I want to break mm-hmm. it off before I get too far into it. That's what that's almost what I thought, like in first. And then when well, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but that's what that was just a little bit confusing to me, like passage of time. Allie? Yeah. Ellie, did you have confusions about the, the time in this or? No, I just assumed they had been in a relationship. And obviously by the way that he, Christian speaks her on the phone with like the way he was, his like labored breathing kind of like angry sighs the entire conversation. <laughs> He's such a like, asshole. Yeah, he really is such a piece of shit. So um, yeah, I didn't really get, get confused by that either way. So. Just wanted to note that when Danny's on the phone with her friend and she's, she's basically like, Christian hates me. I'm too much for him. What if this is too much? You get the, you do get the sense that she is always kind of like, ridden with problems and yeah so we do understand that part of it but baggage you know she says she has baggage and something i think that the the film tries to reckon with and does give an answer to is one person enough to properly accommodate and care for another person's baggage and especially of something like this you know even before the trauma happens she does have her own psychological issues and she's clearly dealing with her sister so And then we get to the reveal of one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Um, They they and they do this in a really frightening way. They suck on it, suck on a tube. (laughs) (laughs) They show the fireman breaking into uh, her sister's house. You can see that the cars are running in the garage, and that the sister has elaborated basically with carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, she she took a tube from the fucking exhaust pipe of the car. She stuck it in her fucking mouth. And she also, I think, probably put a tube. I think maybe another tube in the parents' room. Mm-hmm. So, like, the parents just, like, went to sleep and just fucking died in their sleep because of carbon monoxide poisoning. She put it fucking straight down her gullet and was, like, puking up. Like, literally puke on her shirt. Like, just dead. You know, obviously fucking dead. Um, and, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, no, like, you're fine. the part where she, like, where, so Christian's at the bar and that's how you find out so christian's at the bar and then danny calls christian again and like the boys are like yo dude fucking break up with her man um and then he like walks away and he takes the phone and like her fucking her scream and her cry it's so brief and like so terrible um and then that's when they show the scene uh i think her parents and her and her sister dying uh that was like that was uh intense yeah the the um this is something that resonated with hereditary too is the way that he captivates the sound of grief and the way that it can't be described with words and the way that he has his actresses wailing out 
is honestly like the most fucking chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, what are your intense. thoughts on the scene? And, and of course, the sister seeing her is just like they packed yeah. that in right in the first 12 minutes. And you're like, this is fucking this movie intense. is so fucking down, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the first 30 minutes, like just the way it's shot, the, the conversations, there's not one uplifting part of this fucking movie. <laughs> I got Allie. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely reminded me of Hereditary, just that like initial shock. Um, and the way, I don't know, Florence Pugh just did such a good job of like illustrating someone's reaction to a moment like that because, yeah, she has like this like chilling howl. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely really jarring. Like showing the sister with the tube in her mouth was yeah. I know. unsettling. Was, yeah, she she's got a she's got a, a, a Florence P has a very animated face. Like she has mm-hmm. a good way of like animating like her uh, her emotions. Yeah, um, she's a good she. Her face does a really nice job of like tracking. Like she's the one that indicates to the audience that's what's happening. As you can yeah. see, like later in the movie, the most of the friends are out of touch <laughs> and she's the one who knows what's going on if you look right. at her face. But yeah, I just the scene of like Christian walking through the snow where he's like afraid to go in the house and you hear like that music that they they have in this movie mm-hmm. and like he's walking. To His walk and, down the street was ugh. so fucking awkward. I'm like, uh, like he wants <laughs> to break up with her. And now he's like, I mean, it's horrible to say, but like now he's stuck. Well, for me, when I was watching it, I was thinking that it was the beginning of a relationship. Something like, oh, no, he's stuck with her forever. Um, But like. But now that I mean, that once I was like, oh, yeah, they've been they were together, you know, four years or whatever. I'm like, OK, it's a little bit different. Um. Because, like, even if, like, you want to break up with somebody after four years, like, you still love them. Like, you mm. should be there for them. Like, even as a friend, like, you should be fucking there for them when their whole fucking family dies like that. It's insane. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. So there's the grief. That's, like, the the uh, prelude. But also the, you can see the stress of uh, the relationship is something that we have to think about. So, you know, she's obviously upset by that. And there's, like, a passage of time. And, you know, Christian wants to go to this party with his friends. And I don't think he wants Danny to go. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, but how long... That's what, like, that's a real... The the time that, that passes between those is a real indicator of whether I would agree with him not wanting her to go. I would, I would say, I mean, okay, so they say that when they're at the party, they reveal they're going to Sweden. They say we're going in a week and a half, and that's in July to August. So you would okay. have to imagine it's somewhere between four and six months because it was previously oh, winter. Okay, then she should, she should go. If it's six months, she should go. If it's four months, maybe she shouldn't go. Yeah, but you get the sense that, like, he just is kind of, like, wants to be. Yeah, he wants to get out of the house. (laughs) Like, he's, like, sick of being there in the house with her crying and, you know, all the problems, which, I mean, it's obviously shitty for her, but she wants to, like, he wants to have his own life, too. Yeah, but he does, he does kind of, like, pull a fast one on her where he's like, I'm going to Sweden. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, And so she goes she's basically like disassociating at the party which like how wouldn't you if you basically went through like this fucking horrible trauma and everyone's just like talking about stupid things um but when they get back to her apartment you see the dynamic of the relationship where she has to constantly appease him and he if she says anything he's just very much like oh like you're mad at me maybe i should go and she can't be alone i should i apologized um but i thought that was a really cool shot because like that when she walked in the house she's looking in the mirror yeah, talking and you to see him, him and there's the a second shot like that when they're out at um, the the PhD student's apartment where she walks in and she's in the reflection of the painting. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool too. Uh, Ellie, but yeah, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want they walk into the um, when they're having the meeting. Just about like the party and like their relationship so far, and I guess like that conversation where he's kind of gaslighting her. 
<laughs> oh yeah I mean I don't know he's a terrible person but he also clearly doesn't he wants to have fun without her mm-hmm. <laughs> at this yeah. party he probably wants like a break and she's clearly still grieving um you know he's been wanting to shake her since before it happens so shake it's her. not surprising what's the, yeah. what's the applicable amount of time to break up with somebody after uh there's never a, a good situation time. like that I don't think a year maybe <laughs> I mean at least a year I would say but yeah. I don't know, though, if a year, I mean, do you want to be with someone for a year who's not really treating you that great when you're grieving? Well, well, she she doesn't really always. I mean, she sees it that way, but like she's she was a little bit like brainwashed, not brainwashed, but she was like she she doesn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then the next scene is like when they go to. Well, why did he invite her to fucking like? Because I know he, he bad, was under but... the presumption that which uh, there's like actually a lot of small funny moments in this movie, but he was under the presumption basically like, oh, I'm inviting she her, but no. she's not gonna go. Like yeah, she's not gonna go. I mean, she and she, she doesn't a... seem to get like the social cues of her him not wanting her there. <laughs> so like she's like, yeah, I'll go to Sweden. Yeah, she's but, needy. I mean, yeah. we know this. Um, but the yeah, so there's another scene where she goes into I don't know whose apartment it is, but they're all the PhD students are like working together. We get uh introduced to well more thoroughly we get introduced to mark and josh and pele who's i love pele he's one of my favorite characters oh. but uh <laughs> okay we'll talk about this oh, I but hate him okay creepy motherfucker all right well we'll, we'll have a disagreement <laughs> about this later but pele is basically just drawing in his journal drawing yeah, at, uh, the table you can see him drawing throughout the movie and deviant. you can see that he tries to reach out to Danny saying like, I'm excited for you to come to Sweden. He tries to essentially say, I lost my parents too. And Danny <laughs> yeah. cannot deal with that. He makes she that known. He makes that fucking known. <laughs> I can tell we're going to have different interpretations based on what you're saying now. Yeah. But essentially I thought, I thought it was a really cool shot to show her like running off to the bathroom. And then all of a oh, sudden yeah. it's like her freaking out of the plane, having a panic attack, constantly repressing her emotions before she goes back to sit with Christian. Yes. And then they get to, well, yeah, they're on the, they're on the plane to Sweden. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so anyone who watches the good place with uh, Kristen Bell, uh, Netflix, Cheedy, the actor who plays Josh is in that he's great in that. Um, I thought throughout the movie that Christian was not smart enough to be a PhD student. No, he's an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they don't like, Oh, think about your thesis, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could tell already. Well, it's hard when you already know a little bit about the movie, but I could tell fucking Pele was just a fucking creeper. Um, as soon as he started talking, <laughs> I don't know if I think he's a creeper. How Haley, do you think Pele's a creeper? creeper? No, I like Pele. I'll justify my reasons at the end, Angelo, but he's not a creeper. How do you like opinion. anybody in this movie? One. Nobody's likable in this movie. Okay, well, we didn't even get through the plot. Besides, even... like, Florence, Pew, but, like, nobody's likable. Okay, Pele... you have to think about it in the, the world one... of the movie, but go ahead. Ellie. Right. I really no, enjoy Pele the Oracle. the only one that <laughs> that gives her, that extends an olive branch to her um, in a way and, like, seems genuinely concerned about how she feels while the other men in that group are so, like, have their heads up their own asses. They don't okay, know fine, what's going fine. on. Let's wait until we get Danny. into the meat and potatoes, but... <laughs> right. All right. I do like when he says, though, when he's when he says it's like theater before oh. about the whole like about the ceremony or the tradition of midsummer like he says that when they're in the room apartment mm-hmm. yeah in the apartment he says it's like theater and i feel like that's how i just <laughs> thought about the rest of the the film moving forward yeah so i mean if you want to we have to think about this in the world of the film and the logic of the film because again if we think back to our episode 10 of the reader 
we both agree it's something different in the logic of the narrative if a 15 year old should sleep with a 30 year old i mean i think this is a little <laughs> bit different guys a little okay. bit different. well anyways while Let's they're get to the fucking sweden all right okay they're getting off the plane there's a really cool shot when they're Beautiful. driving four hours Beautiful. to Helsingland. oh that is so like cool upside down yeah. with that music it's it's yeah mm-hmm. it's an art film like you can't this movie's so good. The cinematography is amazing. Like, and then mm-hmm. when you get to Sweden, it's such a contrast from the beginning. Like, it's very dark and dreary, but like the the scenery of Sweden is so bright. The colors are so fucking crisp in your face mm-hmm. um, throughout that entire time in Sweden. So, that, yeah, that was really cool. So they get to not directly in the commune yet, but they're outside of it. Pele gets out of the car and everyone's like, oh, Pele. (laughs) And they're talking to each other in Swedish. (laughs) And we get uh, introduced to Ingmar and I think are Connie and Simon with Ingmar? Connie and Simon, I think. Uh, art is this well mm-hmm. are, they, they, are they there when they do the acid or the shrooms i don't think they are so maybe it's a- after but they decide to take mushrooms together mm-hmm. um couldn't be danny doesn't really want her. to yeah it couldn't be a worse idea for her but she of course she's you know christian wants to and honestly he could have just been like i'll take it and you don't like i don't get why he also wasn't more like well i hate mark mark's like we're gonna fucking take mark together, is the well, yeah, most deserved death in the film we'll be the same trip <laughs> um yeah so they take mushrooms together danny doesn't want to but she eventually does um that doesn't go well they're they're all kind of fine at first but they're all sitting on the grass and mark is is kind of like oh you guys are my family and that like triggers Mm -hmm. the hell out of her so she's like i need to be alone she starts running away she looks at the group of people with ingmar she thinks they're laughing at her (laughs) uh and she runs towards this bathroom i guess and she looks in the mirror and she sees like an image of her sister with like the gas mask and then she looks at her face and she sees that it's deformed so it's our it's our that was a really definitely creepy and like a very yeah i like that scene i didn't like the cgi in the tree when it was like the yeah. trees breathing, I didn't like that. I, there's a lot of like interesting shots of things like the, the nature pulsating, like it's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool when she's like trying to fight off the bad thoughts, like while she's in the shrew- while she's on the trip. Um, I thought they did a really good job of making the the place seem like welcoming and off putting at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this mm-hmm. scenery seems so nice, but there's something like a little bit off about this entire fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really like. I agree. That uh anything else to add on that ellie oh i just loved the, the way that that it's filmed i don't know i just think it's just so stunning i saw it in theaters and i think that that really um mm. influenced how i felt about yeah. it when i first saw it it's just such be- so beautifully shot i like the swelling of the tree i don't mind that oh. yeah i don't hate it um <laughs> I, I like i like the swelling of the tree i like when they do it yeah i like the swelling of the flowers and... later that looked kind of mm. cool but like the tree just looked shitty to me but that's just mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, just another note is that I actually did randomly. I I saw this. I wanted to see this movie when it came out, but for some reason the timing didn't work out. So I actually saw it on one of the weekends where it was in a limited director's cut, um, and I saw like the extended version. So that was really cool. But um, so Sick they fought. <sighs> just saying i can't even remember though what was added and what wasn't but i know they spent like a lot more time on like the the, obviously like the visuals and that but um so she falls asleep for six hours and that kind of just shows it's still bright out when she wakes up so they're already kind of showing like the time is fucked up there because oh that is so strange yeah yeah Yeah. um and then we do meet i think simon and connie like officially and they're all traveling through the forest to enter the hargis community it was really cool when they enter the community there's like this huge structure of a sun that they walk through it's just fucking cool set design everyone is dressed in white 
uh, they all greet Pele and, you know, you kind of are like, oh, this is cool. Everyone's joyous. They're all they're Maybe they're a little weird, but, you know, they look like nice people. Uh, Josh, when he meets Father Odd, he's already annoying as fuck trying to compare yeah. other cultures against their culture. And Father Odd just ignores him. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, first impressions on just like entering the community. I just fucking I I'm like I just hated it because I knew what was gonna happen and I just hate <laughs> everybody in that fucking cult. Um okay. the, I just yeah, I just I knew they're all fucked and the the cult was just because oh, it's it's so creepy, them all in white and <laughs> the structures are very cool. Like the actual set, like I said, the cinematography and the set design is awesome, so that's cool, but um the, just like the dynamic is just so off-putting that I, it's hard for me to like enjoy it. You know? I don't know if I found it that off-putting. No, I thought it was, it was different, but I wasn't immediate. I mean, I know you're supposed to know that something's going to go wrong because you know going in it's a horror movie and it's with a cult. But I don't know. I thought it it, it started off well enough. Allie, thoughts? <laughs> oh, I just Well, it's interesting, of course, that Florence Pugh fits right in in terms of how she looks. Um, She's a Swede. Yeah. Yeah, like with the rest of them. And I would say she looks a lot similar to um, that woman that becomes a focal point, her and her husband that we'll get to shortly. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, the old, the old. Yeah, woman. the older woman. Yeah, they look a lot alike, but. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, I don't know, we'll connect back to that later, but I just think it's so beautiful. So I didn't, I wasn't that put off by it yet. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, I mean, the brightness of it is amazing. And I know everyone's like, it's so cool to see a horror movie that isn't dark. It, like, it really is. Like, it's it's like mm-hmm. a really stunning movie. But then it's creating something. You can always create, make something ominous. It doesn't have to have those, like, yeah. cliche elements to be yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next note I have is when Pele gives Danny a portrait that he drew for for her birthday. Um, and in the portrait, she has a floral crown on, so it's kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen later. And of course, Christian forgot her birthday because he's a fucking idiot. Um, it's the time zones, guys. <laughs> he was like, I thought it was yesterday, but if that was the case, you still didn't wish her happy birthday. It didn't get dark. <laughs> I didn't know it will today. <laughs> um, but so we start to see the small moments of tension in their relationship. Uh, Christian doesn't remember how long they've been together when they're yeah. talking to Simon and Connie. He's it was also a little like, petty, though. It wasn't like super far off. He wasn't right. like, oh, we've been dating for three years and she's like four and a half. I mean, it was well, like it was like four and two months. She's like, um, it's four and two months and six. Well, weeks. what signaled to me what that pointed out is what I thought of is, OK, well, when two people have a different opinion of when a relationship starts, like, was he seeing someone else during that? Oh, and then also she remembers like to the day. So it's just showing that she's more invested, obviously. Right. OK. Um. And then you get the first shot of the like the building that they stay in where they sleep, which is really cool. It's blue and they have all of these murals and symbols on the wall. Uh, and Danny is looking at the portraits of the May Queens. And while she's doing that, Pele is like, hey, Christian, you idiot. You forgot Danny's birthday. Um, and mm. then he like gives her a piece of cake. He gives her like a dry ass piece of like dry ass piece of like angel food cake. And it's where just did like, he get it from though? Yeah, it probably, came out of nowhere. probably some fucking pube milk. Yeah, probably <laughs> honestly. I mean, it is. Oh yeah, there is a brief shot of that like uh, tablecloth. Is that before? Or after? Oh right, it's the mural, and yeah. we look and like again. I literally, if you can pause it, you can look at it, but. Danny's like, what is that? And he says, it's a love story, which. Yeah, it's a love story. <laughs> pubes and the pubes and the food, period of blood in the drink. Can okay, uh, we just say, though, that barn that they sleep in? Who sleeps there? 
who sleeps in the barn? Um, it's literally just the comedy. No, not who oh. literally, but how do they sleep? Oh, well, yeah. And like, there's just a baby, there's a baby just crying nonstop. And they're, the and they're sleeping in like half of a twin size bed. It's not even yeah. a full twin size bed. It's half it's of a twin. Asylum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's communal it's fucking, living. Ugh, that sounds no, terrible. I, I kind of, I did notice the that the baby was constantly crying, but I couldn't really tell what to make of it other than. Just to show that it, it's <laughs> that like it's just a part of there. life, maybe. Yeah, we're raising the baby together. Okay, so we're about to get to some of the more tense parts. So Pele tells Josh that there's going to be an Atastupa the next I'm day. I'm interested in this. What you're what like, and Josh? Okay, and I think it's kind of annoying that Josh is like, really? Wait, he so like, he knows what it is, right? Yes, mm-hmm. he knows what an Atastupa is. He's a, a real up, one. He's a fucked up human. Yeah. They're all and fucked up humans. Okay, we're not all of them. We're jumping but... ahead, but Josh knows what the Atastupa is. We don't know what it is. The group is like, "What is that?" Um, the following day, they attend a ritualistic dinner. Again, this is really cool. You see the dinner table and how it's like set up with perfect symmetry. Um, you see how everyone's dressed in white, but the older couple who's introduced, they're dressed in blue. Um, the couple they basically just have like a normal dinner it's kind of weird it's very quiet and they have to wait for like a cue to start eating um and i just feel like some of the friends are just like just stop talking like you don't have to make a comment about everything you're clearly in a different culture shut up like mark is always like when are we gonna eat like i hate you mark oh yeah he was the worst um And then the couple has like this weird throat singing and you can look on Danny's face He's and got a I super low range that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you look at her face and she seems attuned to the situation in a way that the rest of the group isn't like you can tell that she she doesn't know what's going to happen, but she has like a bad feeling about it. Mm-hmm. So they head over to this like area with a giant cliff. And I love this scene. Like the, yeah, the it's way so it's so bright. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like a yeah. white cliff. The sun is shining. It's almost and... like a quarry, almost like maybe like a yeah, like like almost like a quarry, just all rock kind of. Yeah. Um, and so the old couple's on the top of the cliff, they're carried there uh by other people and they they cut their hands, they they put the blood on the rock, and then the old woman flings herself off the cliff. <laughs> And right. so let's okay. pause there and say, okay. we'll say what our reactions are. All right. So I knew this was going to, ha- I knew that there was something with old people like dying or like getting thrown <laughs> off or dying. Okay. I thought that, okay, first of all, she jumps off. They just throw her, they just show her slamming her head right on that rock. <laughs> they just, just fucking break. Like her head is exploded. Um, and then obviously it's just a crowd of people and there's like, and then you hear it's kind of like in slow mo. You hear like Simon and Connie just like what the fuck? Like they're screaming. Like they're like they're the only normal human. They okay. I, I take it back. Simon and Connie are likable. Everyone else is pretty much trash. They're like normal. They're like what the fuck? Like just jumped off. Stop her. Um. So so they jump off. Whatever. And like people are like, um, why didn't you tell them that we're gonna have old people flinging off rock where you brought them? Here? Uh, literally, like literally, like Ingmar's like, uh, uh, uh like Ingmar's like, oh, I'm sorry. I I thought they would have known um and then so that was just i knew it was gonna happen so like whatever the old man is where i draw the line <laughs> the old man okay. so i mean I, the old man flings himself off next okay okay but well, just die. before before either of them even mm. get flung or they fling themselves off they do show they pan to the crowd and they do show someone holding a really large mallet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 
Okay. So the old man flings himself off of the cliff and unfortunately he survives. He misses um, the rock. Like there's also a rock that's like nicely placed at the bottom where like you're supposed to apparently slam against if you die. Like he didn't, he missed it. And then his leg is like hanging by a thread. He's like, I know that's ooh, horrible. Ooh. He's like dying. So they're like, so then like Simon and Connie are like, he's alive, like help him. And then the guy with the mail just calmly goes over Wait, there. no, but they, you have to note that there is the thing of you start to see the way that the community mirrors pain. So oh, they, he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> suffering and they start screaming in agony to mirror what he's feeling. Oh, mm -hmm. I hate it. They pass the mallet to Women. three family members, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, is it his family members? I, I don't think know. that's what it's supposed to be. But they uh, finish the job and smash him right in the face okay. three times. That's where Although I thought- interesting that the angles are completely different. What do you mean for the mallet smashing? Um, or when he falls off? Yeah, the well with the woman like the angle that they show the the wife falling is yeah. really different while it seems more significant while the man it's like from the side mm -hmm. and it, it seems like a little ant just like like a bug getting oh, yeah. killed I love like the angle, the angle from the top when they're on the top of the cliff mm -hmm. uh, before they jump off. Yeah. Um okay. The thing that this is where I was like, okay, the gore is a bit gratuitous, like almost parody like when they hit him the first time in the head, I'm like, okay, like to, to kill him. <laughs> then they did it twice more. I'm like, okay, this is parody. This is parody level gore because the the dead, the mangled dead head looked so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, need to hit him twice more after that. Like, it's getting a little well, excessive. It was, I think it was just part of the ritual. And if you know, if you've seen Hereditary, you know that um, Ari Aster loves to linger on a mangled head head for longer than he should so like it's kind of a part of i think his repertoire of gore but i mean it did look like rubber like i knew yeah, to kind of look away like the second time um but yeah he, he shows the close-ups and he lingers on it uh ari aster and simon and connie scream and they freak out the entire time and danny i like the shot where she reaches out reflexively to grab Christian right before the woman dies because again it's kind of shows that although everyone kind of knows something's going to happen she really she's always like really emotionally in the moment for the whole movie um and she doesn't say anything she just is very like she's dissociating and clearly it's bringing her back to like her trauma cycle um I gotta say <laughs> in the world of the film I found Simon and Connie annoying okay because mm -hmm. they're because they're annoying because they're the only rational ones there they're the according to their culture they're the rational oh ones. my god are you're a fuck it you are a, you're a brainwashed <laughs> psychopath well i that. would agree you watch it the second time and I, like what are they flipping out for it's already happening it's clearly part of their tradition because they're not reacting to it like they know mm -hmm. that you it's a ritual you guys are sociopaths no we're not okay see that's your problem is that you can it's called first of all it's not the real world obviously if i saw people flinging themselves off of cliffs i would probably scream i don't but I yeah said, but they, in would the you, world would of the you, movie but would you then be like well you know what let me compose myself that was their culture after slamming okay. him in the head with three no, times with the okay. mallets <laughs> the first time though after they saw the woman die they needed to shut up like they're not like yeah, they, they shouldn't have kept going i guess but like i don't know if you can control yourself when you see someone like the the grab like you literally saw imagine walking down the fucking street and you see somebody killing themselves and their head like not movie representation of killing themselves where you just see the body like it cuts away after the body hits the ground but like let's see their head explode on the pavement 
And you're I know, but like, you're oh, taking me... this out of a fit. We're, we're talking about it, the logic of the world and the logic of the movie and the logic of the narrative. In the logic of the narrative, they're outliers, so they're annoying, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm on their side, but... Okay, you could be on their side morally, but this isn't a moral... It's not like a moral question. Anyways. Moving on. It's not a Moving moral. on. But you can also kind of see that... Uh, sometimes like josh's response like he's like i'm fine what do you mean it's like okay fuck him. you stop acting so cool I hate him. uh mark was sleeping and christian he's like disturbed but i think he just like is kind of stupid and he just doesn't he's really know loser. what to do yeah. but he decides when they return to the building that he is now going to do his thesis on the community and he's basically just leeching off of what josh <laughs> is already doing <laughs> it's just the worst um so they're arguing about that meanwhile pele goes to find danny and this is a scene that i really like she starts to have a panic attack and, and then he um, makes it about himself no i think they have really good chemistry and my he children burned my indicates children burned. My, my my family i'm an orphan my my, my parents died my parents <laughs> i hope everyone listening to this hates you <laughs> I mean, that's what he was like it was like it's, it's about her no he was extremely empathetic he said i was really mm-hmm. excited for you to come he says, my parents died. Like, I know what this is about. I know why you're traumatized. My parents died too. And she doesn't want to talk about it. And he says, you know, I like Christian. He's my good friend and I like him. But do you feel held by him? Does he feel like home to you? Like, I know. I heard that. Okay. That was fine. But yes, like, but he's, he's, he understands that she constantly has to repress her. She's carrying around something that no one can understand. And she has to repress her emotions and tamper them down for her dumbass boyfriend. And she has no family. She has no community. She has nothing. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Continue. So I like that scene. I think I like them together in their scenes. Okay. I just can't have any, like, I can't, I cannot hold any positive thoughts about anyone from that community. I can't. Like, <laughs> they can't do one redeeming thing. Like, he brought them in there basically to their deaths. Okay. We brought can talk about that later about that. But I still, like I said, I like this moment and you can see that. You know, like I said, she has a different perception of the world based on her experience. So after that, um, Danny has a bad dream in the middle of the night. She sees the group leaving in a car without her. And she sees Mark's face in the back, like really horrified. It's very creepy. And she opens her mouth to scream and it just like turns into this black hole with smoke coming out. And then it flashes to a picture of her dead parents with like that creepy music again. So I just really visually liked that scene. What did you guys think of it? Um. Yeah, it was, yeah, I like when she opens her mouth and the smoke kind of billows out of her mouth. It was a good way of, like, evoking a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she's supposed to be sleeping and having a nightmare at that point, right? I, yeah, yeah, but she also wakes up to nightmares very calmly. Yeah. <laughs> she, that, that, a couple times she's just like, oh. She wakes up after, like, the most horrifying nightmare of your life. She's like, oh. Like, mm-hmm. completely calmly opens her eyes. She's like, just used to it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just like that this movie tells you every like so often what's going to happen. Like it tells you directly, like you could tell that like they're all getting driven off in the car. They're all going to die and she's alive. So (laughs) Um, in the middle of the night, the redhead who has been eyeing up my uh, Christian for the duration of the film, her name's Maya. You've seen her here and there throughout so far. She puts a love ruin under his bed. So, you know, we see how that manifests later. Um, Now, this part where Mark pees on the ancestral tree. 
Uh, yeah. I've never wanted someone to die more. Yeah, dude, what an idiot, dude. Like, literally walk, like, two more steps to, like, the outskirts of the forest, bro. Like, why are you peeling it? Clearly, this tree has some sort of significance. Why I know. It it's absent of any. It's not like it's, like, a tree that just recently fell down. There's, like, no trees around. It's just this big old ass They're tree. literally pouring the ashes of the yeah. dead couple as he's, like, over there. Yeah. Being on the tree. I know. What a fucking idiot. So, I was glad. I was like, he's going to die. He he's okay it. to get killed because he fucking sucks. He, Allie, he looks like the kid in Toy Story. Like the, the shit. <laughs> he <girl>. does. Ed. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he looks looks like, yeah, he really does look like the kid. But he also. Sweet, he's a shit in your face. Well, they put him in the movie to be that person. Yeah. It's like kind of cliche. Like they all kind of, all of them are kind of like a little bit devoid of any mm. substance as yeah. characters in the shower, you know? so at the same time we find out that so simon and connie were planning to leave connie in the morning she's looking for simon she can't find him father odd comes up to connie and he's like oh did you know that simon left on the truck there was only one seat Um, i could have sat on his lap i could have sat in the bed of this truck well traffic laws i love how calm he is he's like oh well didn't you know that he already left he'll phone you from the train station yeah terrible lies like you're like okay like come on she's not um but you kind of know you're like "Mm, something's gonna happen uh but so that really strikes danny because she's like oh like simon just left without connie so she goes up to talk to christian while he's trying to get his like research by basically asking about incest which is like like, you you need to fuck fuck your siblings (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can i take some pictures yeah um so she tries to talk to christian about it and she feels disturbed by it and christian just like literally doesn't really care he's like he doesn't really <laughs> seem perturbed by it he does not see her he doesn't understand her reaction and so you start to see like there's a gap coming between them uh danny starts spending the day cooking with a large group of women so she starts to begin to bond with them you see that there's those like little pies being made and you get a sense that maybe something might be put in the pie yeah (laughs) um meanwhile josh is examining the commune's holy book with the elder the priest uh is discussing symbols and affects and he cites grief as an example so i thought that was interesting that he was highlighting that as like the emotion and he discusses how the community essentially forces inbreeding so that they can have an oracle um and the oracle kind of like paints on the pages and like i guess like helps interpret it in some way i took issue with this i just didn't really like like i don't love like another movie basically just being like a disabled person is this weird oracle the the oracle was the stupidest part of this movie like let's just show Mm -hmm. this no offense to to this person this disgustingly deformed person the product of (laughs) no offense the the product of intentional inbreeding who had really no significance on this (laughs) movie well but just for I, like just for shock factor like, yeah literally. I mean, that's what i mean well that's what i mean is i think it's it's it was a dumb I, I didn't think it was very intelligent to just be like oh let's put this person who has like, like a physical we literally deformity. purposely make make this person deformed and then she she did, interprets things but like not really like nothing was significant on the movie i don't know so i do think in the director's cut i do i do think they might have had more scenes with that person <laughs> i don't know if it's a guy or a girl but um i think it's a girl yeah so like I, th- I think in like the director's cut it made more sense but yeah they do kind of just like stick them in there um also <laughs> yeah. at this point josh is like can i take a picture yeah. the elder says no and then at that point i said josh you can die yeah well he was yeah he, he was also okay <laughs> to die too yeah he's kind of has an annoying face to me so i was ready for Cheedy. him to... yeah Cheedy. I he's a fucking Cheedy, know-it-all but... phd academic yeah. bullshit he can't even just take in the culture he has to be like mm, this is actually like the um the nords and the 17th like <laughs> shut up um 
So at dinner, Christian eats pie with a red pubic hair in it. The thing that's annoying to me is that immediately after he like pulls out the hair, Mark is like, is that a pubic hair? Yeah, I wouldn't even think like if I was eating something, I found a hair in my foot. I wouldn't be like, is that a pube? Like, it, I'd be like, is that a hair? Not a yeah, pubic just like, hair. is that a hair? Like, is that a pube? Like, the <laughs> but they're, they're trying to very obviously indicate to the audience, even yeah. though we could have really ascertained I mean, that by ourselves. I mean, pretty easily from watching from the, just the graphic images from the fucking tablecloth or whatever it was that yeah. showed the woman shaving her pubes into a pie. I feel like that dialogue was not necessary. But then yeah. Mark is whisked away by a beautiful Swedish girl that he has been yeah. looking at. And bye, Mark. You know <laughs> yeah, that he's leaving. Oh, hi, um, Mark. <laughs> oh, bye, so then Mark. this is a part that I like. Danny just kind of like mutters. She's like, I could see you leaving me. Just like... <laughs> That was also like, I mean, it was well, because he says that because Simon, like, Simon left Connie was like, I can't believe, or Danny was like, I can't believe Simon left without Connie. And she's like, Mm. he's like, oh, maybe it was just a mis. Christian was like, oh, maybe it's miscommunication. She's like, I could see you fucking leaving me. I feel like that was like a turning point for her, though, where she really kind of put her, the fact that she came out and said that Mm. to him, I think was kind of like for her uh, character. (laughs) Also, they flash his drink. His drink is a different color than everybody else's drink. Mm-hmm. Christian's mm-hmm. little little extra spice, little extra period blood spice in that drink. Okay, I can't think about that too long, or else I'll be sick. <laughs> so, um, so at night, Josh is determined to take a picture of the book because he's a fucking idiot. He <laughs> wants to die, apparently. Yep. So he's hit with a blunt object. Mm-hmm. Um, he see that this is after he, I think, he in the mirror, he sees he the reflection. It's Mark. Yes, he thinks it's Little Mark. Hannibal Lecter I, I think it's the Oracle wearing Mark's face. Mm, you know maybe? what? They show that in the they show that in the director's cut. I think. Oh, okay. So it's somebody wearing Mark's <laughs> skinned face, and but it's cool because you see it in the reflection. So it was just like a, a an interesting. And they, they show you know him standing thing? over him. I think. Yeah, after he's hit. Do down. they? Yeah. Well, yeah. they they pull him, but mm-hmm. I mean, they they aren't really that egregious with the. Mm, it kind of depends on the scenes, but they aren't like over egregious. I, I mean, with, with Simon's, yes. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> but not the actual killing, though. No, that killing, the, the the rest of the killings after really the first two are the like, it's not as graphic, like mm-hmm. even the end, even the end scene, like as graphic as those first two. Yeah, because they, they don't really show. Yeah, they don't show the killings, really. They show the body the like, as, as yeah. a prop. But um, okay. So then the following day, Danny is separated from Christian. She again is with the women. She drinks this drugged tea and partakes in the May Queen ritual. Yeah, that's she has like her flower crown on with her white dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Christian has a conversation with Siv, who is the older women elder, and she is he's she's telling Christian that uh, he's been approved to mate with Maya, the redhead, and he kind of yeah. like is like okay, like, yeah. <laughs> The the house is pretty cool looking. It's yeah, with all the symbols yeah. and everything. Mm. It was so um, strange that they sat so close together. <laughs> like it's very yeah. awkward. Like he sits on this really tiny chair. Like he was in a room, a, a tiny ass house, and he was too big for the house. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think in the director's cut that conversation was longer too. I want to say. Yeah, it was but... very. Yeah, it was a it was a kind of an exaggerated scene to be like, oh yeah, you're approved to mate with this redhead. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thoughts. Um. So Danny's just well. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. What that scene? Just I or mean, just, just anything, general. just general, like Josh um, is killing. Yeah. Anything like that. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's just so funny how he's like unfazed, really. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't seem that unnatural with the way that the I don't know the film. I mean, everybody's really he just unfazed. Kind of takes in the information. Maybe. Yeah, and just like, moves on. <laughs> everyone's unfazed. It seems. I yeah. frankly. 
he kind of i think like he just wants a way out i think i mean he was looking back at the redhead when she was like he was looking at her oh yeah 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 which is weird i mean she's like 13 she's like looks like she's 13 and she's also like like i don't know she looks kind of weird so you know whatever the actress is like 20 i had to check because i'm like how old is this girl she's like 22 in real life so like that made me feel better but i'm like yeah she's clearly supposed to be like probably 15 or 16 in the movie maybe yeah, it mm-hmm. kind of gave me like Game um, of Thrones vibe. No, she's supposed to be 18, I think, because she, they in say, the movie? Uh, yes, because remember, uh, Pele's like she had her like pants giving a date. And I think it's, when yeah, but I didn't 18. know that they, they said the uh, age of that. Oh, maybe. okay. So I thought he I... said that, but I might be wrong. It kind of gives me like Game of Thrones vibes, like where Cersei's like, Have you bled to Sansa? And like, they're like, As soon as you bleed, like, All right, let's get the yeah. fucking baby in you. <laughs> That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so you see that, and you kind of already know what's going to happen. Obviously, well, not exactly. No, but... you don't know what's. Gonna... <laughs> well, you know that you you get the inclination happen. he's probably going to have sex with her. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in the way that it it, <laughs> it happens, but um, way. okay. So Danny's like continuing in the May Queen dance, like she just is like basically just, flinging herself around. No, it's pretty much. You so it's pretty much stay... a dance dance until you die. Like it used to be a dance mm-hmm. until you die. Now it's like dance until you pass out right mm-hmm. like if you bump into somebody and fall you're out so it's like last man standing right yeah and you could see the the community is pretty engaged and they're watching but christian's like fidgeting around yeah. and then the girl comes up to him and she offers him a drink and she basically says this will pretty much like lower your inhibitions and make yeah. you susceptible and yeah, at first he will, says like no and then Take he it. easily takes it though <laughs> <laughs> he just drinks it this is a roof but like also, I mean, if I were him and all these things are happening, like, could you even say no? Like, you couldn't say no. Like, they just probably fucking kill you or they'd, they'd force it on you. They wouldn't you know? just kill you out in the public. Well, no, think. but they'd force you. Mm-hmm. On, they'll force it onto you at some, you know. They they would get their way yeah. probably regardless. But in that moment, he probably could have said no. But I think he wanted yeah. to say yes the first time anyways. Really he had to pretend to, to put up like a, a fight for vic- himself. A lot of victim shaming here. He did get roofied. Let's not forget. She literally like, said, like, she said what the drug did. Again, but I'm saying it, it's basically like a hostile work environment. You know, like he how he is basically like, if you don't do this, I'll kill. You know, like it's pretty much like they they have shown their, their brutality and their for. They like, haven't, he, though. He doesn't know the brutality of them. None of them know. The I mean, girl I comes like, up to, I mean, they passed, a, they passed a person's head in three times with a hammer. But that wasn't that was that was a that was a a ritual that is in that community angelo all right. that wasn't a murder all right Allie, yeah. go I think you're, no i just think that you're trying too hard like one-to-one as if this is just a regular day i know <laughs> when we already know nothing about it is normal and they're not reacting to anything normally and they feel totally fine doing drugs with them for the majority of the movie so yeah this, this is yeah. how this is how dictators come to power a lot of yes <laughs> that's all i'm saying okay <laughs> Um, some of us know how to separate art and life. <laughs> so the ma- so, separate, the, separate the man from the from the art. Um, okay, so he accepts the drink. Danny wins the May Queen dance. Pele like kisses her, so you kind of see like ooh, a little romance. Um, that was a creepy scene when everyone was just crowding around her. She's embraced by the community. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at the feast, she watches Christian, who is tripping out of his mind, fidgeting. He doesn't even give a fuck that she won like the ceremony. I don't think he's he really tripping. knows what's going on. No, he doesn't on, know what's going on. Ariana, he doesn't know what's I mean, going give on. Give him a fucking break once. He's tripping out of his mind. Okay, but I'm saying from her perspective though, because she's also on drugs. Yeah, yeah, she's from also the, the film makes it out to see that 
this is the first time she visibly disdains him. She does not like him. Like yeah. she hates him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that obviously he is fucked up and as a viewer, you know that, but I'm saying they're trying to show from the perspective of her, who's also on the same drug. She looks over, she's in like this thing that she probably never gets a thing where she wins anything or has attention. She finally feels good and embraced by people. She looks over and her boyfriend's not paying attention to her at all. And she hates him. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. It's kind of setting up. Yeah, I know. Right. So she goes off to bless the crops, and I love like the little like trolley did that the women think, carry. Did you think <laughs> that they that the that the cult made up these traditions so that they could kill people? Like it seemed to me like they only carried her away so they or not kill people, but they only carried her away so they could take Christian away. That's what I it seemed think like to me. Based on the fact that Pele had essentially groomed these people he's probably had a sense of that dynamic i don't think it was necessarily planned point to point but i think he had a sense they do the same thing every single time probably they have the girl yeah like at the end i think the similar similar thing well happens once every 90 years though oh it is that's -hmm. what they say yeah so it's not like a thing that they do all the time if you're to believe that world but anyway she goes off to bless the crops again like i said i like that the women just like carry her in like a little <laughs> that was strange yeah like there's like <laughs> six little girls like six girls just like carrying her in this fucking cart yeah that would be um, difficult. okay so then we go see christian who is tripping out of his mind and he sees maya he follows her and like they have the sex scene and it's a group of naked elder women surrounding maya who is on the ground and she's on a bed of flowers and they're all like watching and mirroring her orgasm basically grabbing their fucking boobs it was (laughs) it was gratuitous i will get i'll Uh, say that it was a bit gratuitous they made him cut that scene more when he first filmed the movie like then the woman gets it the woman it it, the one of the women gets behind him and starts pushing his yeah that part is kind of it's gratuitous it is (laughs) didn't they make him sniff something was that supposed to make him like no that's they gave him a vitality thing no no they give him something he sniffs something before he oh to like wake him up oh yeah 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 okay i think they give him a sniffy viagra they drug him like three times basically but no um it's just was like, all right, guys, like, come on, come on. We get that this is a weird ass community, but we had to do that too. I know, but it's a horror movie, and it's also like unsettling. And the whole you can't say that that's gratuitous when they smash the guy's head with a mallet, like. But then we're going. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I mean, that was it's also like. Hmm. Go ahead. Oh no, just thinking a little bit about like catharsis too, like them getting something out of this experience even though they're not experiencing it and that like unity and experience like mariana said like the mirroring it's well, no, it's collect- just like another element of that it's collectivism i think mm-hmm. that angela will never agree with like you have to you have to imagine that it's a completely different culture that's their way of like that's their way of sort of like inaugurating her into like the adult world and like it's like they're they're all with her during it i don't know like <laughs> There, it's like a it's a I understand it's probably her first me. time having sex so uh, she that's like a celebration for them so I understand there are cultures <laughs> trust me I understand there are definitely cultural differences of how we experience things versus other cultures I'll just say I don't know if this <laughs> this qualifies okay obviously it's weird and extreme but I'm saying I don't look at it and I'm like what is that I say okay this is their world it makes sense with their world <laughs> you're trying to tell me the first time you saw that you were like oh like taking aback a little bit I can you can be shocked by something and still not immediately say, oh, this is wrong and this is bad. I didn't say it was wrong. I'm just saying it was just like strange. It's definitely strange. Excessive. That's all I'm saying. Excessive. (laughs) Okay. Let's let's move on. (laughs) 
So this is another one of my favorite scenes with Danny. She asks, so she sees that there's a building. She asks this girl that she's with, she's like, what's going on in there? And the girl doesn't forcefully tell her not to go. She says, I don't think you That's, should look yeah, in she's there. Like, this is not, she's like, this is not for you. It's not for you. And for she doesn't stop her, but Danny runs in. She looks through the keyhole. She obviously sees what's going on. She runs outside of the building. She starts to kind of hurl. The women all swell around her and they see that she's in agony and they like whisk her off to the sleeping building and she starts screaming and they all start looking at her, mirroring her emotion. And like, I don't know, I just really liked that. Like, I like kind of like it was like a way to calm her down, I guess. But but they also could clear like you look at their faces and they they actually do like empathize physically like they feel her pain when she's going through pain. I'm not going to comment on this scene. I think you know my thoughts. Allie, why don't you go ahead? Oh, um, no, I agree with Ariana. I mean, I feel like, you know, how Pele said, do you ever, do you feel held? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the whole point of that community is and kind of embrace her and that reaction she's having. So I appreciated it. I mean, I thought it was weird, but whatever. Well, okay, <laughs> I mean- well, but from the perspective of just like a thing that's interesting visually like you didn't think that was cool though like the way that they were like mirroring her i don't know i, I really well, like i that. was confused whether they were mocking her or mirroring her because for, for because some kind of them of, look like they were smiling but i don't think they like, were mocking because her. like these people just come into the community and they murder them so i'm like are they just laughing at them like they're basically toying with everybody else in the community for the entire time i mean well like, they're doing a theatrical i mean if you think about pelle it's like they are doing like some sort of acting in some ways but yeah, no i think that they for her i think that they want her to be part of their community so they like they hold like they try to hold her when she's right, yeah, something um yeah. okay so then this is kind of where where it where it all finishes off so christian finishes and immediately after he like freaking inseminates her he he runs out of the building naked he's terrified yeah he tries to like find somewhere to go he sees Mm -hmm. josh's legs sticking out in a garden (laughs) with like a symbol on it he runs into another building and we see simon flayed yeah that's the chicken coop and the way that that is filmed is like very creepy because it's from the perspective of behind simon's so yeah you so see... you're showing his open back and like yeah. organs and shit yeah yeah but you see that he has like flowers in his eyes like it's clearly a very ornate way to put someone you know like kill someone i guess or, or at least <laughs> display them yeah display them oh my um, God. okay <laughs> that's how you want to describe it it's a very ornate way of killing well someone. i mean he is it is ornate <laughs> it is ornate it's theater. he's like flayed open and his lungs are on the outside of his body yeah, I, and aren't they isn't he breathing no like his lungs dead. are going in and out no i think christian oh, probably because he he's tripping oh because he's tripping yeah. there's yeah, no way he's alive <laughs> no <laughs> he's alive. um now this is one of my favorite scenes is when they finally show so they show like this bear that they're they're cutting open. You don't really know what it's for yet. You see that uh, Christian is like incapacitated. Well, like, because he him. well we skipped the part where he's in the shed and the guy ca- catches him right, in the right, shed right. and he blows his powder in his face. Oh right, that makes powder. him that immobilizes him. He can't move or speak. He's mm-hmm. like conscious. He can like experience and feel things, but he can't move or speak. So now we see that christian is like being wheeled around to like this group gathering we see danny in like this huge floral crown she's covered in Mm. flowers and she kind of like has like a little she kind of like looks like a toddler in a way like she's sort of like has like this look on her face like she's she's like almost like uh what's the what's the thing called where they wrap up the baby in like a bunch of blankets like swaddling yeah she's kind of like swaddled by the flowers that dress is iconic though i love that dress I know. I think they sold. They did a thing where they like auctioned off a bunch of items, and that was they did. And it, it went to um, the New York City's fire department. 
they raised like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's cool, off the props, which is yeah, cool. It's a, it's a cool thing. So they basically announced the. I mean, the, is it the Sieve or Siv who is announcing essentially like the plot of the whole thing is that mm-hmm. every ninety years they sacrifice eight people. They sacrifice four in the community and four outside of it. Um, and so Ingmar and Pele have brought the outsiders and. I don't know who, what was the point of the raffle though? Did they pick someone random? Cause I know Ingmar volunteered, right? So they do. Yeah. They had one person volunteer and they did a raffle of a random person in the community. <laughs> the fact that and they then, have a raffle there. And then they had one out. They're like, Oh, we have coincidentally, we have one outsider left. Um, because like, that's where another thing where I was like, did they just pick this tradition just to fucking murder people? <laughs> like they literally like, let's just pick this to murder four outsiders. <laughs> Well, murder, I mean, like, if you want to murder your own community, fine, but you got to bring in four outsiders every 90 years to fucking kill. Well, them. they didn't have to kill Christian. Well, she didn't. She she had to pick the outsider or she didn't have to pick. They had, gave her they gave Danny the choice. Oh, no, the choice between the guy in the community of the outsider. Yeah. Yeah. So Obviously they had the four them. outsiders, Connie, Simon, uh, Josh. Josh and Mark. Mm. And then Ingmar and whoever else just wanted to willingly go in there or whatever. Um so yeah, she gives the okay basically to kill Christian. So they basically barrel out all of these bodies that have been like stuffed with hay and decorated in these very ornate ways. And Mark has a jester hat on, which I was like, I thought, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, they put him in there. Christian has the bear. Uh, yeah, they, they basically cut. On. They cut out a bear and they just put him inside the bear. <laughs> I wrote down what they. I don't know what that what means. They, no, they, they they said something about because they wanted to specifically shame him. But he was like center. He was like front center. Um, the first. Oh, OK. He says the priest says before he burns them, he says, with you, we purge our most unholy affects. We banish you now to the deepest recesses where you may reflect on your wickedness. So they specifically think. He's but then bad. why do they approve him to fucking mate with someone in the community? They just want though? someone to get her pregnant, I think. I guess, but I mean, why him and not any of the other guys? Well, maybe because the girl thought he was cute, and then no. they also wanted her to be pregnant. I don't really know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then they they come in there and they set it on fire, and some of the people He's are still screaming. alive. Christian well, they give, but they Ingmar give, and the other one. They give, they give. No, Christian's still alive. Yeah, but he's not. He's comatose during. Yeah, but then they give the two guys. They give the two guys uh, apparently pain medication that they won't feel it. But the one guy starts screaming. Is he hearing somebody else? No, I think he like or just he... feels you. I would think he probably feels it, right? No, nope, but know. they're saying that they gave him a drug that makes him not feel it. But for some reason, he just goes. He's just like he goes. Ah, he just starts screaming. Maybe he's just scared that he's dying. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if he's scary. completely conscious and can't feel it, but can see his body's burning, yeah, out, yeah I guess he'd probably still scream. So it's disturbing. So it's on fire. It's like really cool because it's like this triangular building that's yellow. It's really yeah. bright outside. They have this joy, that joyous music again. Mm. And first, everyone in the community starts screaming in agony again to mirror what they're feeling. Danny is wailing in pain at first, and then they show her at the end, and finally she smiles. Mm-hmm. The movie ends. And that's, the end. <laughs> yeah. and that's the only time she smiles, pretty much. The whole movie, movie, pretty right? Much, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. probably. Maybe like in the beginning when they have like some sort of conversation, like a fake smile, but not like a real smile. Um. All right. I mean, are you going to start with your rating or? Just well, Allie, let's yeah. Allie's well, the guest. Allie, yeah, go, go for Allie. Um, yeah, I gave it an 8.5. So I just, I don't know. The first time I watched it, I just thought it was so unique. And I loved the cinematography and I loved the setting and the landscape. 
Um, but I'd say the second time I watched it, you know, I do think, and like, I've read some reviews, like he tries to do a lot with it and maybe it was like a bit too much, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the plot, but overall, I just think it's like a really unique film and I, I don't know, I enjoyed it. So 8.5. Um, I guess I'll go. I got to let her go. I pretty much know what her score is going to be. I, uh, I, when I finished this movie, I didn't really know how to rate it. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck did I just watch? I gave it a seven out of 10. I mean, it's not, it's beautifully shot. Uh, it's very interesting, but like I said, some stuff was just gratuitous for me. Uh, and there was nothing redeemable about it. Not in like a bad way in terms of like, it was such a shitty movie. There's nothing redeemable, but there was nobody in there that I was like, oh, I got to like for them or I'm rooting for them. Even Danny, I didn't really root for because it's just so sick for me to like relate to. Um, so like, I mean, she was the most likable out of all of them, but it's basically like the lowest bar to set. Um, yeah, seven out of 10, I guess. Rude. Um, I gave it a nine point four. Boo. <laughs> and I still, it still stands with the second viewing. I think that this is one of the first of all, in terms of the genre of horror, this is one of the most interesting and unique mm-hmm. takes on horror that you could see. I mean, do we really think it's a horror film? It's a it's psychological relate? drama. It's a really. horror. I mean, I the beginning. I find the beginning the way that he again, like he like does these things of exploiting these moments of things that you don't want to think about. Like, mm-hmm. especially with hereditary, I don't know if we're ever gonna watch that, but um, the way that grief is put up in these movies, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's horrific. I mean, in the way that he's done the things with the visuals, also, he's put out dynamic acting, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't go for the cheap jump scares. Um, again, like, good. the killings like aren't, yeah, the killings aren't, I mean, the, the bodies are definitely gory, but the killings themselves, they're not shown really. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's it does a good job of implicating the viewer because you know you can't just I mean in my opinion it's kind of asking you like I mean I think American culture has a problem with grief like we don't really deal with it that well uh, we also have uh, emphasis upon individualism here and I think it's trying to show obviously you can't condone every single thing they do but they do have a way of processing emotions and unburdening people and caring for people in a way that's different than the way we do things here right um you know shows like the cyclic nature of life and yeah and i thought it was in terms of an ending like that i can't think of a more perfect ending like she it's literally is cathar- like it's a very it's an yeah. unburdening so mm-hmm. that's not it's a perfect ending but it's not very cathartic it is though because she finally yes, is allowed sucks. to be unrepressed yeah so does she get to I stay mean, there she has to stay there forever yeah i mean if you had to follow it through i think when she came out of her like trip she'd be like what the fuck is going on do you think (laughs) i don't know if she would no she's still tripping that hard by that that point i think i mean look at her in like those she looks like she looks a little bit fucked up in the in the the swaddling flowers well so was christian still too so i think well he was i mean he couldn't speak (laughs) i couldn't stop thinking about him like i don't know if it was like willy wonka like grandpa joe and he's like in that white oh. robe and he's like shrouded yeah. in the wheelchair like I just... yeah grandpa joe is a fucking menace to society he can't move for 40 years and then they give him like they give him the the golden ticket, the golden ticket. Jumping around dancing around um, um yeah. but and i also would say i thought they did a nice job of like in the logic of the film justifying the kill like Okay. Right. One person it's, did not respect the two people did not respect the the rules. Two of them were being too egregious with their disagreement with it. 
Um, no, Christian Simon, was just an I asshole. Think you can, I don't think you can go. You can justify. Yes, they you were gonna can. Ki- they were going to kill them regardless. Right. They weren't going to. They weren't going to kill them depending on what they did. Ariana. They were going to kill. They he, they cannot leave that community once they go in. They're I'm dead. not talking about from the perspective of the community. I'm saying like from what you're shown in the narrative, you see like you can see it plotted out that these are the these are the reasons why these people are killed. Like mm-hmm. they each have a purpose of why they're killed. I mean, they were going to be killed for a sacrifice. Anyway. I know you can say that they're going to be killed either way. Angela, you said it a hundred times. I mean, they're fucking menaces, that fucking well, community. So many hot takes, guys. But I'm saying point. like in the logic of the film, you could see that one person did this and they're dead. Like, I mean. All right. Yeah, I mean, are so, we missing anything? I mean, that was a long ass review. Um, no, but it was it's a, it's, a, it's a film that you talk about. Like, it's a good, it's oh, interesting movie. Um, I just, I mean, this is a long review, so I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, I was just saying it's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies. It still stands as one of my favorites. I mean, it was, I mean, I'm glad I watched it. It's just, yeah. I'm Um, glad you watched it. I think seeing it in theaters, I think seeing it in theaters takes it. Yeah, get, get it, no, because for level. me, the, for me, what brought it like up another, like what brought it to a seven for me was the cinematography. It's not mm-hmm. that I would say it was a shitty movie, like without the cinematography, but that's but it's not a movie you would have ever rated that high, anyways. It's not a kind of movie that I think you would love. It's no, not I don't, an, I don't it's not an, it. it's not an Angelo movie. I can understand why people love it. I yeah. tell you that I can understand why people love it. It's just not, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, give me a Schindler's List. Give me a Goodfellas. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I saw Holocaust I saw a trend. Movie. I saw a trend on Twitter. Uh, it was like it was like you know what's a movie you love but you could never watch again, and everybody's answer was Schindler's List. Hard disagree. <laughs> I could watch that anytime. Okay, maybe it's we just should so dive depressing, into that but it's so time. good. Um, talk about catharsis. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll conclude episode twenty of Movie Time with Angadari. Thanks, Allie, for joining. Hey, maybe uh, um, I've never seen Schindler's List. Maybe we should react to that. Schindler's one time that I'm on. It's a long ass movie. That um, might be too long. I mean, we can review it. It's just long. It's like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, we can put that. I think next week we're doing thirteen going on thirty. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, Sunday we're doing thirteen going on thirty. Thursday is Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Did you put your name in the? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Dumbledore said. Dumbledore calmly. says calmly in the book. He runs down the stairs, throttles, Harry. throttles Harry, and gets the trophy case. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Um, <laughs> so we have a good on, lineup. There's a lot of lines in there, um, and that's on Thursday. And then thirteen going on thirty is next week. Uh, so we're excited for that. If you like this episode rate us on apple podcast review us um follow us on instagram and twitter it's in the in the bios ali do you want like your instagram in the bio i mean you're not like a public person <laughs> uh no if people really want to find me they yeah will. they could find ali somewhere uh but thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on thursday bye bye everyone